the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Galilee was not very large, but it was densely populated and very prosperous. In fact, within a lifetime of Jesus, the Jewish historian Josephus said that there were 204 cities in Galilee that had more than 15,000 inhabitants. And so Jesus began his ministry in a place where there were many people. Welcome back to another edition of Study Verse by Verse. This is an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and our teacher, Pastor Leighton Sheely, takes us through the Word of God, one verse at a time, and he's continuing in a series in the book of Matthew, and he'll pick it up in chapter 4 in just a moment. More information about Church of the Highlands is on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'd like to invite you to turn in your Bibles to chapter 4 of Matthew, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. If you want to know Jesus more, the place to do that is in the Gospels. There's four of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Each has an emphasis. Uh, Matthew is often referred to as the Gospel of the King, Mark the Gospel of the Servant. Uh, Luke presents Christ as the perfect Son of Man and John as the Son of God. And When you put the four Gospels together, we have a composite picture of the person and the work of our Lord. All four of the Gospels were written either by apostles or by their direct associates. Uh, Matthew and John were written by apostles. Mark is also known as John Mark, an associate of the Apostle Peter. Luke is an associate of the Apostle Paul, also gave us the book of Acts as well. The point is that these are all first-hand reports of what Jesus said and did. And that's important because everything about Christianity revolves about Jesus Christ. And so we want to know him more. And we want to know more about him, and that's why we've chosen to study the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus' words and his actions and movements all showed an obedience to God's will and the fulfillment of scriptures that were written about the one who God would send as our Savior. So one of Matthew's goals here is to assure his readers that Jesus fulfills those Old Testament prophecies concerning God's Savior, that he is the promised Messiah, I want to define some terms so that we're all on the same page. Sometimes I'll use the word uh, Messiah. Sometimes I'll use the the word Christ. Uh, Messiah is the Hebrew form. Christ is the Greek form. They're fundamentally the same uh, terms, so I'll use them interchangeably. And then also uh, sometimes we talk about Jews or Jewish people and Gentiles. The Jewish people are descendants of Abraham through a specific lineage namely Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the 12 patriarchs. If you're not Jewish, you're Gentile. It's everybody else. Uh, that's that's what, what I am. So those are some of our terms. We finished uh, chapter 3 in which we found Jesus baptized and the, receiving the blessing of the Trinity. And then in chapter 4, Jesus was tempted by Satan, had victory over him. And there's a gap between verses 11 and 12 in chapter 4 that are covered in um, the Gospel of John between verses uh, chapter 1, verse 19, and chapter 3, verse 36. And so it's important for us to be reminded that Matthew organized his Gospel topically rather than chronologically. And the portion of Scripture that we're going to study today introduces the Sermon on the Mount, which is in the chapter following. So let's begin our study at verse 12. Now when he heard that John had been arrested... 
John the Baptist had been arrested. He, Jesus, withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death on them, a light has dawned. And from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, while he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And and he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. And so his fame spread throughout all Syria. And they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. One of the main things that Matthew wants us, his readers, to clearly understand is that this gospel is for everyone, not just the Jewish people, but also Gentiles as well. And he makes that clear by linking Jesus' birth with the visit of the wise men from the east who were Gentiles, and then he closes the gospel with Jesus' great commission to go and and preach to to all of the nations. And, And so he doesn't want us to forget that this message is for everyone. Like John, the apostle who wrote the fourth gospel, Uh, Jesus is the Savior of the world, is the message. Now, with that as an introduction, let's look at this passage in greater detail, beginning at verse 12. Now, when he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. Herod's, the Herod family, was known for their cruelty and evil. It was Herod the Great who had ordered the murder of the babies in Bethlehem in chapter 2. It was one of his descendants, Herod Antipas, who is spoken of here, who imprisoned John the Baptist for the crime of publicly denouncing Herod for seducing his brother's wife Herodias, who happened to also be his niece, and making her his wife after he'd put it the way of the wife that he had. And so, you know, it's never safe to rebuke and confront a tyrant. And John's courage put him in prison and then, and then to death. The imprisonment of John the Baptist uh, was only one in many evil actions by a family that was filled with incest, deceit, and murder. It says, now, when he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew, withdrew. It's a word that's used several times in Matthew, and, it, and what it suggests is a strategic repositioning. Now, we hear the word uh, withdrew, we always, sometimes we think about retreating, and sometimes that's the application, but Jesus here wasn't retreating from Herod. Because he chose Capernaum, which was only about eight to nine miles away from Herod's capital, uh, Tiberias. So he wasn't retreating. Rather, he was strategically repositioning for the benefits of doing ministry from this location. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. Verse 13. And leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulon and Naphtali, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. 
the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. So again, Matthew is underscoring that all that Jesus did, even his travel, followed the plans and fulfilled scripture. Now, one might have expected that the Messiah would have focused his ministry on Jerusalem, which was the center of power and and so forth. And Galilee is like the antithesis of Jerusalem. But Jesus went into the land of darkness where the light shines brightest. Now, when we hear this description, darkness, it's not speaking literally because the sun doesn't shine any brighter in Jerusalem than it does in Galilee or vice versa. But it's a metaphor that is found in both the Old and New Testaments. If light symbolizes God, then darkness symbolizes everything outside of, without, or against God. Now, with Jesus' arrival, a light, a great light, now shines in the darkness. And those who respond to the gospel are ushered into the kingdom of light and the kingdom of life. Other New Testament authors also emphasize this theme. Uh, John wrote, those who follow him will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And he describes believers as sons of light. And the Apostle Paul describes them as children of light. Now, darkness is the absence of light. To be away from Jesus is to be in darkness. Now, Matthew simply says here that Leaving Nazareth, Jesus went to Capernaum. But Luke fills us in on more about that story. Uh, In returning to Galilee, Jesus first went to his hometown, Nazareth, where his family lived. And he went to the synagogue, and, and he was invited to read the scriptures, and he did that, and to bring the message, and he did that, and he offended his people by suggesting that the Gentiles could also be saved. In fact, his people got so angry, they took him out of the synagogue and to the edge of a cliff and wanted to throw him over and kill him. You talk about a tough neighborhood. That was a tough neighborhood. So Jesus moved from Nazareth to Capernaum, which is about 20 miles north, and that became his home base as he did ministry around the Galilee. Now, the Gospels don't specify uh, why Jesus moved, but uh, we, we, we can look and, and understand that, that Capernaum offered better opportunities for ministry. For one thing, it was farther away from the opposition he had, would receive in Jerusalem and his hometown. It was also a busy city. It was filled with commerce. People were coming and going all the time, so the message would quickly spread. And it was also home to some of his disciples and their families that could provide support for the ministry. Galilee was not very large, but it was densely populated and very prosperous. In fact, within a lifetime of Jesus, the Jewish historian Josephus said that there were 204 cities in Galilee that had more than 15,000 inhabitants. 200 plus cities with more than 15,000 inhabitants. And so Jesus began his ministry in a place where there were many people. And it was also a place that was open to new ideas as well. Josephus, the historian, says of the Galileans, they were ever fond of innovations and by nature disposed to changes and delighted in seditions. 
Elsewhere, he wrote, the Galileans have never been destitute of courage. They had the courage to counter whatever was politically correct in their time. And so they were receptive to this gospel that was being preached to them. There's a reference here to Galilee of the Gentiles, and the, the word Galilee comes from a Hebrew word which means circle or circuit. And, and what, the, what, what is describing is that Galilee was encircled by Gentiles. They were surrounded by Gentiles, which meant they were inevitably under influences that were not Jewish. And so the characteristics of the Galilean made Galilee the prime place where a new teacher with a new message would be heard and listened to. And we'll pick it up right there when we come back with the next edition of Study Verse by Verse, continuing in this same message from a series in the book of Matthew with Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. They're on the web at highlands.us. When we come down to the end of the broadcast, we do things a little bit different here. We don't have resources to offer to you. I just have information about the church. If you're looking for a church home here in the Bay Area, I encourage you to check out Church of the Highlands. Again, the details are on the website at highlands.us. Come back tomorrow at this same time when, once again, we'll open the Word of God and study verse by verse.